Hello everyone, welcome to Social Node. I am your host, Moni Parkes. How are we all doing today? I know that I ask this question a lot, and I know that you guys cannot answer me, but I do think that it's nice to hear someone ask how we are doing. So I hope that you guys are all doing well and staying safe, because we still are in the middle of a pandemic, guys. Don't remember, don't forget that. Um, however, I do want to take a moment out of our final podcast to dedicate it to my great-grandmother who passed away recently due to cancer um she was 94 years old i just hope that you continue to watch over me and guide me in every state that i take grandma i love you and i miss you so so much Wedita, and rest in peace queen um you are my inspiration and everything i do is for you on a lighter note i do want to let everyone know that i am so proud of them and i'm talking about any student who has been going to school during this pandemic um i want to congratulate everyone who's graduating whether you are graduating from college or you're graduating from high school in a couple of weeks i know that you guys have been working so hard to this and i know that you guys have been sweating it out and pushing hard um, through, you know, our mental health issues and our everyday life problems. And I just want to say congratulations to everyone who made it this far and who um, is able to, you know, finally, finally get that recognition of all those years of hard work um, in school. So again, congratulations to all of you and to everyone who isn't graduating i want to wish you guys a very very good summer break some of you guys aren't out yet some of you guys are about to go into the break so just have fun be safe and remember try to social distance as much as possible and be mindful that there is still a pandemic going on so other than that just please remember to take breaks drink water Take your vitamins and set your intentions for the week. And actually, for this week, I want you guys to go outside and take a deep breath and just stay out in nature for 10 minutes. I promise you it will make you feel so much better. Um, and that's just my little of that advice of the day. Uh, next up, we're going to be talking about the second COVID wave crisis that India is facing right now. Um, and some of the updates that are surrounding this um this specific crisis right now so we will be right back after this short break to mail social media minute thanks hey guys welcome back to mail social media minute For our final episode today, I will be talking about the crisis that the country of India is facing right now. People are dying from lack of access to healthcare and resources. They are fighting for their lives, but they don't even have a fighting chance because of how scarce resources and medical supplies are at this moment. I decided to have my last episode for my podcast not to be about explaining and analyzing certain trending events and topics across social media and pop culture. Instead, I wanted to end my first season of this podcast by raising awareness to a specific country that has been severely affected disproportionately by COVID. India has been trying to do their best to combat COVID, but like many of other countries, 
due to their poor government and other lack of resources, they have not been able to beat COVID and um, get on the path to fixing everything that COVID has taken from us as a society. So I wanted to make this episode an episode about calling people to action, to donate, and to engage, and to disperse this information that I will be sharing today, Um, because it has not been covered by a lot of media outlets here in the U.S., so I took it upon myself to investigate a little bit more about it, inform myself, and then pass this information out to everyone, because I think that if you have a platform, that is what you should use it for. I will be providing links and other sources for you guys to help, if you can and if you want, across um, my social media page uh, for Social Note, or I will try to link them um, in the description of this episode. So let's get into it. Okay, so you guys know that before we even get into it or discuss whatever the topic of this episode is, we always have to do a recap of what's happening. So according to the New York Times, this is the latest update on the crisis in India. A deadly second wave of coronavirus infections is devastating India, leaving millions of people infected and putting stress on the country's already overtaxed healthcare system. Officially, by the beginning of May, more than 19.3 million infections had been confirmed and more than 219 thousand people were dead but experts says say the actual figures were most likely much higher they were just not reported as so in the same period india was responsible for more than half of the world's daily covid cases setting a record-breaking pace for more than three thousand a day now the big question that the article asks is is there a new variant is there a new strain of COVID, if you will. Uh, The article says that months ago, India did appear to be lessening in the COVID cases that were happening in the country. After a harsh initial lockdown, the country did not see an explosion in new cases and deaths comparable to those in other countries. But after these restrictions were lifted by the Indian government, many Indians stopped taking precautions because they were urged that they were that they had already beaten COVID due due to their low numbers in cases. People started going to large gatherings, including political rallies, religious festivals, and they drew millions of people in, and this is when um, the COVID cases started spiking up, which was around spring, and this is not just the cases, but also um, more deaths started appearing. By April, some vaccinated individuals, including 37 doctors at one New Delhi hospital, were found to have contracted the virus, leaving many to wonder if a more contagious variant was behind the second wave. Researchers outside of India say the limited data so far suggests instead that the variant called B.1.17, which has affected Britain and the U.S., is more likely to blame. However, the evidence is inconclusive and researchers caution that other factors could explain the viciousness of this outbreak spike that is happening. However, some citizens also put the blame on the Indian government's encouragement of going out and not wearing masks, 
and basically the overall way that they handled this pandemic, um, which again has resulted in another spike of COVID cases and deaths. So now that we know a little bit of what's happening in India due to their COVID spikes and why they have been spiking, uh, the real problem and the real reason why I am talking about it today is because they do have a shortage of oxygen in hospital beds, leaving patients scrambling for any kind of medical attention that these uh, physicians already don't have because they're so overwhelmed. Um, New cases keep popping every day. Indian hospitals cannot cope with the demand and patients in many cities have been abandoned to die because of how serious um, this is all getting. So um, the gist of this is, you know, there are shortages of oxygen in hospital beds, along with vaccination rates being very, very low in India. And this has added to that spike. The Indian government says that it has enough liquid oxygen to meet medical needs and that it is rapidly expanding its supply. But production facilities are concentrated in eastern India, far, far from the worst outbreaks in Delhi and in the western state of Maharashtra. And it can take several days for supplies to reach there by road. Families of the sick are filling social media with pleas and posts and comments saying, um, asking people to help. Um, if they can for oxygen as supplies run low at hospitals or because they are trying to administer care from home. Some people in New Delhi say that they have paid at least 10 times the usual price for oxygen. And the news media have carried reports of cylinders being looted and stolen from hospitals because of how high this demand is. Now, this is something that is horrible. Um, it is so sad that, you know, people are dying due to a, a pandemic that we have no control over. Um, however, I do think that in this moment, the Indian government did or is at fault because of the way they treated the pandemic. They got to a point where they had very low numbers and they were very well on their way to allowing their citizens to go back to their normal lives. But um, once they saw that those case numbers were low, the government started encouraging people to go out. They started having, you know, parties and rallies where they weren't wearing masks. So this drew in millions of Indian citizens to go out and participate as they should do because, you know, they love their country. But it was not the right time and it was not the right moment and there were scientists and doctors telling government officials not to do this that this was a bad thing to do and that it was going to lead to a spike Um, however we have seen that not just in India but in the US and many other countries science and medicine are always ignored and then we sit here and wonder why we have crisis like this show up so now that we have a clue of what's happened and how we're going to understand this I want to take a break and then come back to my social note where I will further discuss why we're talking about this today and why you should care 
we'll be right back. Thank you, guys. We are back, and here is my social note about this second wave crisis that India is going through right now. So, I know I told you I was going to tell you why you should care, and I think that you should care because it's just human decency to care. This is a country that is being very, very harshly affected by COVID right now. People are dying. Mothers are scared for their children. You know, family members are scared to lose loved ones. We have lost so many lives here in the U.S. in the past year and a half due to COVID. So I feel like we should be empathizing. COVID is a pandemic. COVID is, it took us by surprise and many of our governments all over the world did not do what they had to do to protect us as citizens of these countries. I don't want to put all the blame on people. I know that people, you know, some people have not been social distancing. Some of them have been, you know, going out without masks and stuff. So that just, that is wrong. And, you know, that does spread COVID and it does spike those numbers up. But it's also the fault of the government, in my opinion. And I think you should just care because it's, it's, the right thing to do to care about another human life and if you have the funds and if you have the resources please 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 take it out of your day to donate and do something and the reason why i'm saying this is because india is one of the world's leading vaccine manufacturers and it has struggled to inoculate its citizens less than 10 percent of indians have gotten even one dose uh, of the COVID vaccine, while in the U.S., you know, most people have received both, if not one, of the doses. Um, so we are trying to move forward as a quote-unquote first-world country. Yet we have another country like India who is being severely impacted and in a bad way, um, leaving thousands and millions of people dead and committing the craziest things just to get some kind of medical attention and resources it's crazy to me um and being as india is one of the biggest manufacturers shouldn't we want them to get back on their feet and you know produce these vaccines that are going to save millions of people's lives in return now the country's pain may be felt around the world especially in poor countries because india had planned to ship out millions of doses of this COVID vaccine, but given its dark vaccination shortfall, experts exports have essentially been shut down, leaving other nations with far fewer doses than they had expected. So now we ask ourselves, how can we help? We can help through charities, volunteers, and businesses in India and beyond who are trying to help the country's COVID victims and frontline workers. Before giving money to an organization, make sure you feel comfortable with it. In the United States, sites like GuideStar and Charity Navigator grade nonprofits on their effectiveness and financial help. So, a few ways that I found. Um, through my own research um, that you could help out uh, the crisis in India is 
is by checking out um, the Instagram account of Impact. So that is at Impact, with just one word, and they are a page that provide educational information about different topics. So they have been keeping up with the crisis in India, and they actually have a fundraiser that is attached to their bio that you can donate to. Um, your donation will go directly to Kalsa Aid USA, which is a nonprofit organization uh, that disperses oxygen supplies to individuals and hospitals in India that need it most. You can also go to their direct Instagram page uh, at Kalsa Aid USA, and it is spelled K H A L S A A I D U S A. And that is their Instagram page. You can go check them out um, and directly donate to the nonprofit fundraiser that they have. Um, and they have more information out there um, for you guys to know or keep up, stay updated with the crisis that's happening in India. Um, because as I've told you from what I learned on this New York Times article, um, this is going to affect the entire world if we don't help and if we don't do something about it. Um, so another way that, uh, the New York Times suggests you can help is through, um, internal organizations. So you have the United Nations agencies, including UNICEF, um, which is a World Health Organization, and they deliver personal protective equipments, oxygen concentrators, diagnostic testings, testing systems, and other supplies to India's frontline healthcare workers. So this, you know, helps people um, who are working as doctors or any kind of physician um, have a little bit more um, power to help more people. You also have a PATH, um, P-A-T-H, a global health nonprofit based in Seattle. Um, it has a team of more than 200 people working in India to produce oxygen supplies and and accelerate COVID-19 testing and surveillance all around. You have the International Medical Corps, and they work in conflict areas around the world, raising money for a campaign to help provide medical equipment, PPE, and isolation facilities, as well as other essential supplies in India. Um, you also have Care India, um, which supplies hospitals and frontline workers in India with more than 39,000 PPE kits, along with masks and other supplies, which are very, very important to um, treating COVID cases. Um, you have the Association for India's Development, a Maryland-based charity that partners with nonprofits in India by using volunteers to distribute food and protective equipment in most of India's 29 states. Um, you have uh, fundraising platforms like Give.Asia, um, which is a platform in Singapore um, that, causes, uh, that does um, work across the Asian Pacific region, uh, working with uh, Singapore Red Cross to send ventilators, oxyg oxygen concentrators, oxygen generators um, to India. That way they can treat as many COVID cases as possible and save as many people. The platform also hosts fundraising campaigns by individuals and other people who are also raising money. So um, those are just some of the ones that you can 
check out these were on international organizations however um you can also look into other ways to help for example groups in india and i'm going to go over three of the ones that um this article um talks about and um it'll i'll do the same as i just did i'll give you a little bit more information on it all right, so some of the groups in India that you can donate to are the following. The first one is the Indian Red Cross Society. They have a staff with volunteers and they run blood drives delivering aid and medical supplies along with providing other very essential services across the country for hospitals or any other kind of facility that um, is taking care of COVID patients. They go out there and they um, offer help. Um, as well as all the things I just listed. The second one is Youth Feed India and Helping Hands Charitable, Charitable Trust. Um, they deliver ration kits to vulnerable residents of Mumbai. Each kit includes um, staples like rice, dal, um, and they feed a family of four for up to 15 days. So um, if you guys want to if you guys want to donate so that these people can have meals and that they can feed their family and their kids and um, anybody that's with them um, in cities like Mumbai where, you know, COVID cases have like risen over the past few days dramatically, um, you can donate to the Youth Feed India and Helping Hands Charitable Trust. Um, the third one is Keto, a fundraising platform in Mumbai, uh, which is a hotspot of the country's latest outbreak of COVID, which I just mentioned. Um, and they are shepherding a campaign by hundreds of entrepreneurs to purchase 3,000 oxygen concentrators. Um, the organizers of the platform Keto, um, they constantly tweet uh, live updates of what's happening, of what they're doing. So I feel like that's a really, really good um, group in India to look into um if you want to if you're with the type of person that likes to stay updated with you know what you donate your money to uh and then the fourth one that uh, the new york times offers to um reach out to is oxygen for india uh they deliver medical oxygen for free to patients in seven indian cities the group was founded by ramana by ramanan laksim Lexamarian, uh, I'm so sorry if I mispronounced any of these names wrong in advance. Um, he's an economist and an epidemi epidemiologist who directs uh, the Center for Disease Dynamics, Economics, and Policy, uh, a research outfit based in Washington in New Delhi. So, um, in my opinion, I really looked into the keto and the oxygen for India um, because I feel like those are the most important. They're going um, to the place where there was the outbreak where the cases are severely high and they're trying to give people free um oxygen uh, as well as oxygen concentrators um and then you know the youth feed one i feel like also is important because it in amidst this pandemic people have to eat and i know that with all the medical bills that people have to pay they might have to choose between a meal or medical attention and medical uh care so those um groups in india are great um like i said this is all on those articles from the new york times and i will be linking these two articles along with the two social media accounts that i mentioned in our social media in our social media platform which is instagram so please follow us at social 
note 21 um i will be posting um some more information on there the links that i used um that will take you guys directly to these um organizations pages and um that way you guys can donate or you guys can um you know pay or try to do something whatever your heart desires um and i hope that a lot of you take it out or five ten minutes out of your day to please go and check this out um that's what i did and it's not that hard even if you can't donate um by doing what i'm doing which is sharing this with people that you know um that is all that is um more than enough and it's actually really really helpful because it gets information across it gets the organizations and fundraisers um information out to people who might not have it accessibly and that way it makes more change it calls more people to action um so now um after our final break that will be going on here in a couple minutes uh we will be finalizing our discussion for today and then we're going to talk a little bit of what i have in store for our next season um so you guys are welcome to go take a break go go to the restroom go eat a snack uh and then we'll be right back with our um final thoughts on today's topic we'll see you right back Alright everyone, we have made it to the end of today's final episode for Season 1 of Social Mount. I hope you enjoyed today's Social Media Minute with me, your host. I hope I was able to bring out a new perspective, more insight, information, education, knowledge, whatever you want to call it. Please remember that this is a safe space for everyone and that these are just my opinions and these are just things that I feel like reporting on because they are important. You do not have to listen to me. You do not have to support me. You do not have to click on any of these episodes, but I do ask that you respect me. This was something I wanted to bring awareness to because it is killing millions of Indian citizens who have no means to get better and get the adequate um, medical care. Um, the country is overwhelmed. They are going through a lot. People are scared. Uh, and that is such a scary thing to be living through, um, which we have all faced in one way or another because this pandemic has affected the entire country um, here and the entire world. Uh, it is something that uh, has not been covered much by our media news outlets here in the U.S. However, um, there were news that President Biden restricted travel from india and australia australia also has banned all incoming travel from the country including among its own citizens um i thought that this was kind of a hypocrite thing to do for the u.s i think it was a hypocrite thing for the u.s to do um since they have been letting its their citizens travel to other countries like um puerto rico and um china and any other place um dubai i've been seeing people um from the u.s travel out to foreign countries for vacation or for quick trips um and 
the U.S. hasn't stopped them. So now that a country um, is asking for help and is screaming for help and its its people are screaming for help, uh, now the U.S. wants to close its um, borders and close its um, travel from going to India or from anyone coming in. And I think that speaks to how um, selfish um, countries in the West can be um, because India is one of the biggest uh, vaccination producers and the fact that we're not helping them get better it does just not make sense um so that's why I wanted to um get on here and I think if you have a platform then you should be doing exactly this which is talking about it um even if you can't donate even if you have donated please share this um if you know anyone that might not know this that might want to help please 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 share this I will try to link the sources to our episode um information um either in the description for this episode or like i mentioned i will be posting uh, this information on our social media page at social note um so if you guys haven't checked out our instagram go check it out it's still under construction but i am working on it guys um so there will be more info on there and yeah i want to thank you guys for an awesome and amazing first season um this season is a little bit short only seven episodes um but i really enjoyed coming on here and talking and discussing with you guys um and growing and learning more um so i just wanted to say thank you from the bottom of my heart um and stay tuned to our instagram page i will be posting more on there throughout um the break that we will take until we start season two uh of our podcast and yeah i'm gonna ask you guys a few questions please interact with the account uh i want to ask you guys what you guys want to hear next what topics should i stick with the topic of social media trends should we change it up so we should we switch it up um but yeah just let me know um so interact with us on our instagram page um and yeah stay tuned for our next season um we will be back with something new happening on social media and pop culture we will analyze it talk about it and talk about how it affects us and as a society as individuals and as a society thank you all for joining social note one last time for this season i am sending you all lots and lots of love and virtual hugs and try to do something nice today guys bye we'll see y'all soon